0: everyone doing? Um, Marion here again. This is sort of an update to um, Rock Bottom and Up. If you remember the interview I did with um, Ian Origi Agatwijuka. I really hope I'm saying your name right, Ian. Um, if you haven't heard the first interview, um, feel free to scroll on down and um, it's published and you should be able to listen to it um yeah so this is just a check-in interview a year later um happy birthday rock bottom up and yeah i hope you guys enjoy listening to this i thoroughly enjoyed having this conversation bye hello yes hi how are you doing i'm okay late good <laughs> thank you Yeah have you been? Finally, you made it home. Yes, finally, I made it home. My <laughs> my morning class on Fridays is very um, um, <laughs> hit or miss for time, because my professor sometimes gets really, really invested in what we're doing. And um, right. we're supposed to technically be done by 11.50, but he always ends up going until 12 o'clock, 12.05. So,
1: <laughs> so which, which means you're a fun class.
0: Yeah, we're wonderful. <laughs> we bicker with it. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
1: It must be fun. It is. Yeah.
0: What have you been up to? Uh,
1: nothing much. Just trying to get the book around, you know, get it known and all that.
0: Yeah. How's that journey mm. been?
1: It's been uh, interesting. I've I've learned quite a few things.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um like uh It has helped me to get out of my shell, uh, learn how to talk to people, learn how to talk to groups, learn Mm -hmm. how to talk on stage. Yeah, Yeah. it's been interesting.
0: Have have you done many, like, live, like, public readings? Mm,
1: Public readings, not so many. Mm -hmm. There there have been more of uh, performances, not really readings, yeah but i I, I hope to do i hope to do some more public readings
0: okay um yeah what what do the performances what do they feel like what are like what kind of planning goes into them and like i don't know just like physically emotionally what kind of prep do you do and like is the process for preparing to do performances and like talk about the work in person Is that different and like, how is it different to when you're sitting down or I don't know, I don't know what your writing process is like. So I guess I should ask what your writing process is and then compare it to um, what the process for getting ready for a performance looks like.
1: Um, My writing process I think starts with uh, quietness. I need to be, I need to be in a quiet place. I need to quiet my mind, uh, you know, peace and all that. Mm uh on the on the contrary for performance i need to get into a, a state a state of mind state of mind of, of openness
0: mm-hmm. of
1: uh outward uh is it outgoingness
0: right. <laughs> some,
1: some type of extroverted state i need to be ready to talk to people and you know all that uh i need i need to be ready with the poem i'm going to perform i need to have memorized it and you know uh practiced it enough so that I feel comfortable with it that I can take it in front of any type of crowd and you know bring them in with my performance so right yeah I, I find that while I'm writing I can fall back a little bit and be a bit more quiet with the way I approach the poem compared to if I'm going on stage then I need to be more extroverted and you know
0: yeah
1: yeah put on a performance basically
0: what do you think um that, that's very interesting that you say put on a performance. And um, I think that um, as as artists, as writers, it's very hard to not want or feel obligated to perform for audiences yeah. um, because yeah. what you're really seeking is sort of, oh, this is me just going off of like how I feel about my own work, but I don't know uh-huh. if it's the same for you, but um, you want people to sort of have at least a similar emotional reaction that like the same emotional reaction that that you had to your work you want people to experience the same thing yes yes and um I think it's hard to not want to perform because you want to give them the same experience but um I'd like to pick your brain on like what do you think it would be like if instead of like um being you're thinking that you need to be extroverted to go up on stage and, and, and put in a performance yes. um, What do you think the contrast would be if you went onto stage and you haven't uh, rehearsed repeatedly this this poem and you don't know it by heart and maybe you, you go up with a book and you read from it or you go up and like sort of freestyle it and you know you miss a few lines or or don't or add a few lines. What do you think like the contrast of that would be? Do you think that it would heavily impact the emotional reaction to the audience? Or um, I don't know, like as a social experiment, what do you think that that would look like?
1: Yeah, I I think the emotional reaction would be different for the audience.
0: Mm -hmm. Personally,
1: for me, I feel like uh, (laughs) maybe I'm not so good at freestyling, but I feel like I'm more comfortable freestyling the poem if I have uh practiced it enough right. that I'm comfortable with it, then that's when I'm comfortable with freestyling it.
0: Okay. Uh, um
1: yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, you had, yes. Yeah, and uh, and then uh with reading, if I go on stage and read, personally I've found that then I'm not able to create that kind of uh connection with the audience, you know, because you you need to give them your attention. Right. I find that if, if i'm reading then i'm not really giving them all of my attention i'm also dividing it between them and the book so if if it was up to me i would prefer to go there uh, having practiced enough and i'm comfortable with the poem and i you know perform it without reading on stage right. okay yeah that, that makes sense
0: and um mm. i i think that between the two of us, you might be the better one at mastering poems. I can't. I'll master like two lines at a time, but my brain works so much faster than my mouth that I would miss everything. <laughs> um, but I think that's really interesting because uh, the the piece you shared with me like a week, a couple weeks ago, uh, the interview yeah. you did, and the 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 writer that you were interviewing and her saying yeah. like she had to get to a place in um, her writing journey where she had to be okay with not over like over prepping I say over prepping but like use it very Mm. loosely um and like being comfortable with taking a book you know up with her
1: yeah
0: yeah. to to do a reading Mm. and I'm curious as to what you you think about because you sort of um seem to agree with like the sentiment of like there's such a huge expectation that to like to be a good poet or a good writer you need to like have your material like memorized and like There's people who can do that. There's people with iodetic memories and people with photographic memories, but like, I think the importance of any kind of art is the emotional Mm -hmm. reaction that it solicits. So, why does it matter if I present to you my art after having crammed it? Like, you know, like, why does that matter? Why does that make a difference? It's still art and you can still consume it. And the thing that you Mm -hmm. should look
1: forward to the emotional reaction yeah um there's a especially here in our local circles there's a a real debate about that uh should you should you cram the thing or can you go and read or freestyle it's a real debate but in my opinion uh i find it's just a personal preference for me if i'm going to if if i'm going to if i'm going to be able to give you that kind of emotional you know reaction like I I, I created while I was writing yeah and I find that I, I need to personally be comfortable with the poem yeah uh, it, like in the world if I can say
0: okay <laughs> because,
1: yeah, that yeah on the page it's, it's more you know you get to read it in your you know in your uh, personal space Mm-hmm. But then if you come out in the world and you come to watch me, maybe do something with a poem, I feel like I need to have it. I need to be comfortable with it. I need to know all its corners and know all the creativity I can do with it. Right. Which, which for me, it comes from uh, a bit of cramming. Okay. Although I'm also not very good at cramming, by the way. I also start with like two, two lines per week. <laughs> <laughs> But then, you know i I kind of have a goal where I'm trying to go. I kind of have a you know specific vision that I have which I want to put on stage so that helps to push me but okay. i'm also i don't I also don't have a uh, photographic memory I take my time you know two two lines per week and then until I get it right
0: That yeah. is honestly fair, one hundred percent um yeah
1: how do, do I mean... you do do you do you perform a lot? poetry
0: i'm shy no i don't perform a lot of poetry uh however to be honest i have been doing a lot of theater the last two years especially um a lot of my english classes have been centered on um theater so i've i've been doing a lot of shakespeare a lot of um random (laughs) writers that i didn't even know existed um, okay. And having to create like plays or like adapt short plays and stuff like that. So I've been playing around a lot with um, literature on the stage and staging and yeah. stuff like that, which has been really interesting. So I haven't really explored poetry as much as I did before that. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, think,
1: I think if you decided to pursue poetry, I feel like your knowledge in theater would actually help you. If you are, if you are trying to do poetry on stage.
0: I, that's, that's very interesting because I, I find it sometimes difficult, but I think that this also comes from the way we're taught, uh, theater at school, for instance, where we very much have to, um, you, you're sort of just like, traditionally you read it, like you read a book. Okay. And instead of like getting used to having it like be out there on the stage. And I think that I would really struggle with that. Like, I think I would struggle with like writing poetry for the stage as opposed to like poetry that like is meant to be consumed on a page because there's a lot of things that make more sense that are like physically and emotionally, they okay. just make more sense when they're on the page. And if you take them off, yeah. they, just, they just don't work yeah I think that I would struggle with that but like that that would actually be really interesting to get into I think
1: yeah do it would
0: um how do you think people are reacting to rock bottom and, and up because like I know that I know how I felt and I know we've talked about like how the book made me feel and like how like what you were going through while you were writing the book and like that that process and, and the emotional response it solicited for you, how do you think? Yes. Uh, like through your journey of like performing and like getting the book out there, what have been the mm. reactions of the audience? And like, have you had any like interesting feedback that sort of that you didn't see coming? Do I? Do I? Did you have any feedback from your audience that you didn't yes. see coming? Where you know, that like, is. how you you intend for something to solicit, say, a speaker. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and someone like totally catches you like off guard, and you're like, oh, I never thought about this that way. So. Yes, yes,
1: I did, I did. Um, <laughs> uh, for example, there is a there is a poem called uh, "Daddy Beats Better." Yeah. I I wrote it in a, in a fun way. Yeah. I was trying to be uh, lighthearted. Yeah. But the reaction I got, the kind of feedback I got was that it actually made people, you know, have a quiet moment with themselves and the way they thought about disciplining children. Mm-hmm. So I found that that caught me off guard that, you know, they, that short poem would make people have such a somber moment to themselves, right. despite the fact that I wrote it like in a fun, playful way.
0: I and think then, you write a lot of your poems that are really fun. Like, um, it's something that I've had to sort of be conscious about the the kind of humor we as Ugandans have, where we yeah. can laugh at things that are terrible.
1: Yeah, are not really laughable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, on the opposite side of the coin, there is a um, short guy, Bama which I did not really write trying to be funny. I was very serious. I was yeah. I was in my feelings. But then the first time I performed it, people were, you know, rolling on the floor and dying of laughter. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's when I realized that that poem is funny because for me, I didn't think it was funny. But then the audience reaction was, they thought it was funny. So I was like, oh, I, I didn't, you know, see it like that. But now that you mention it, I can see it. So I... Going forward, I think I'll perform it in a more in a lighter way than I was doing it before. So yeah, those were all quite interesting for me. (laughs) Interesting reactions from the audience.
0: It's really interesting what like the effects that language has on us. Because like also in 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 your book, you you use very simple language. You're not like reaching and like talking like a strange human being. You you talk like just like and like we're having a regular conversation. You're not like big words in, and it's like. It's very interesting to see how people respond to language because you're you're communicating with them in yeah. using language that they have language that they know they're comfortable with and like that's the mm. reaction. Yeah. That's yes. I don't know I find that and, really interesting.
1: Yeah and and the language choice the the diction was it was intentional because I I know that you know usually as poets we get a little <laughs> We Very take good. it a little too far with the uh, difficult words. And then, you know, sometimes people <laughs> can just get bored with all the big words.
0: Yeah, because so like, yeah, I was like, like, no, yeah, I was like this me, I, thing I really want to communicate,
1: you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, what am I supposed no. to do? It's like giving me a <laughs> textbook and telling me to figure out an equation I've never freaking read or practiced. I'm just going to be like, huh? Okay, cool, whatever, <laughs> bye. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, So I really wanted to communicate clearly without distracting them with big words,
0: yeah. I appreciated that, honestly, when I was Thank reading it. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, I know this is going to be, I guess, maybe a little bit heavier or not, depending on how you choose to look at it, but um, okay. I know that when you were talking about where you were at when you were writing the book, you said it was, like, a very tumultuous time and um, yes. just emotionally, mentally, and especially since you started working on the poems, like, I yeah. think right after the lockdown, where you know you're like unemployed, you're just trying to figure life out, and like life keeps throwing yes. things at you, and you don't know how to keep up. And yes. um, I know you you've talked about how that's where you were, and it's been a year since the book uh, was released. Um, how yes. do you? Where are you at emotionally, mentally, even physically, um, compared to where you were when you started working on it?
1: I'd say it's a sharp contrast. Sharp contrast. I'm in a much better place now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Using using the poems to release those kind of heavy emotions I had was obviously the first step to you know feeling better.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: then also the kind of reaction that people have had to the book, uh, they have embraced it. They are, they have embraced me. They have offered me their friendship. They have offered me their assistance any way they could help, anyone who could help in any way they could help, they came through. Yeah. And uh, that has really changed my my mood, my uh, thoughts about people. Um, I'm much happier. I'm much more optimistic when I go out to meet people because I believe that, you know, something good might happen. It's, yeah. uh, I'm in a completely opposite place than I was when I was writing. That's... A much happier place.
0: That's a really, that's a really good place to be. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. I was racking my brain yesterday and I was like, how did we, like, how did I, how did our paths cross? Because I don't remember who was talking to me about about your book, but I know Mm -hmm. that someone gave Ian my number and Ian reached out to me. And then there was that confusion after I did the review. Where he's like, Oh, it's not me, it's another Ian e-. I'm like, Oh my god. <laughs> who, <Ian>? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then uh and then I was finally put in contact with you and I, I just cannot remember who the first person was.
1: <laughs> you okay.
0: Like I don't who was it? I don't do you know?
1: I I, I really don't know either.
0: I, that's a, that's that's a question yeah. for Ian Jason, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so I'm like because I know my friend I have a friend who um was doing some poetry and I think she was going to like some poetry slams um before I left okay. Uganda and her name's Cynthia and I don't know if you've crossed paths with her ever but I know that she was going to the Kilile Arts Foundation office
1: okay so I,
0: I don't know if that's how Ian got my number but I just remember it's someone sense, saying, probably.
1: It's probably probably. Very good.
0: Yeah. yeah, I just remember her being like, "Oh, like someone is looking for someone to edit something," and I was like, "Yeah, okay, like, cool." <laughs> and yeah, and then I like I was thinking about it yesterday, and I was like, "How did our paths cross?" Like, it just I <laughs> could not find an answer.
1: <laughs> you you probably talk to Ian more, and you get the clearer answer.
0: Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have yeah. to message him. Um anything new in the works apart from obviously taking the book around are you working on anything new actively passively
1: i i i'm a writer so i'm always writing every working hour i think i'm writing (laughs) i have in my computer i have a little note which says all i do is write 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 no matter what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes I'm, I'm working on my on my second poetry collection yeah hopefully i will finish it by sometime next year and you know we continue the journey we started yeah
0: okay uh, it's, I,
1: it will it, be called unquenchable
0: i really like that title
1: it's I also like
0: it it's such a ugandan it's such a ugandan word like there's certain words when people say them i like uh, this 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 sound just feels like home like the other day I went to my friend's house um, to pick up banana bread he baked banana bread and um, even mm. though I'm slightly ever so slightly gluten intolerant, I swear to god I'm just allergic to every kind of food at this point but I went to pick up the the bread and I don't remember what we're talking about and I, I went yeah just gallivanting and he's like that is such a Ugandan thing to say <laughs> and I was like you know what that's so true I very rarely hear people in North America say the word gallivant but like everyone in Uganda and they don't even say yeah. it, gallivant they say gallivanting and gallivanting, I, was yeah. <laughs> I was laughing about it and then he just said unquenchable literally nobody says quench thirst like nobody in my close circle says quench or whatever like and wow. all I can think about is quencher. Like that's all I can think about now is quencher, and I love that.
1: It's such a common word over here. I want to quench my thirst. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> like nobody says I'm thirsty. They're like, no, I, I want to quench my thirst. Yeah, I want to quench my thirst. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, I have something to look forward to. I'm like, yes, I was making yeah. list yesterday in class, um, mm. about like books that I want to To ask my parents to bring hope oh, if they're able to come for graduation next year, um, All right. and I was like, I want to reread the African Child because I remember being very irritated when I first uh, read. It. Have you read the African Child?
1: By by, who's the author?
0: I wish I remembered. <laughs> it's one of like the one of the older African, like more recognized African writers, like older, older. Yeah. Is it, is it I, a woman? No, it's a man. I, I, for, think I, I, really. I forget who wrote it, but um, I um, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I remember v- being very irritated when it was assigned to us to read at school, because I was like, mm. oh my god, the language is so dense. And then <laughs> I like I miss that kind of writing. It's not like dense. It's just it's different. It's familiar. It's like it's the mm. way that. African people tell stories or like you guys tell stories. And I think that that is something that I miss very much about the kind of literature I read back home. Like I know we had to do Shakespeare, but like we also read some pretty good, some pretty good books. So I I have to ask you honorary question. What are you reading right now? And uh, what are some book recommendations? Because I'm always looking for book recommendations.
1: Well, I'm reading uh, Bell Hooks' "The Will," uh, the will to change. I think, yeah, the will to change. Okay. I would definitely recommend it for anyone to read. It' a very great book that yeah. uh, talks about uh, men's men as they as we grapple with uh, feminism and uh, you know trying uh, to be more open with our emotions and find love as men. It's a yeah. very interesting read. I would definitely recommend it for anyone. Yeah
0: okay mm. I like I like bell hooks
1: yeah i i is, I don't think is there anyone who doesn't like bill hooks she's, uh, um she's
0: really I know big. someone who told me they don't like bell hooks or like Toni M- Morrison, Morrison because they don't like uh they don't like the kind of content that they write about and I was like, well, um I understand that from a sense of like like bell hooks and Tony Morrison and like a lot of other writers, um, even Stephen mm. King says it, write the, the kind of books mm. you wanna read. People like look for books about like issues that are personal to them, things that are yeah, important yeah, to them, experiences that they've had and they can't find them. So they write those yeah. books, they create those books and put them out in the world. And um, mm. I think that if you can't relate to those experiences, it's it's hard to, to have a connection to the work yeah. for some people. Yeah, yeah. And and that's totally okay. Um, I also just looked up the author of the African Child, and it's Kamara Laye.
1: Kamara Laye. Yeah. No, I don't think I've read that
0: one. It's a pretty good. Is he a Ugandan? I think he might be West African. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be. It's um. It was written in French, so somewhere in West Africa, maybe Mm. Congo. I'm not sure. And um another book that I was thinking about was um house Boy I think that's John Ruganda. yeah, 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 those are some pretty some pretty good book- books that i I think you would enjoy those,
1: yeah I, I would recommend John ruganda any John ruganda book honestly
0: he's he's a powerhouse i I love, he I love is,
1: his yeah he's <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, I think you, I don't know. I think I cut you off on your list of, of book recommendations.
1: Um, I think I had only one, but let me see if I can think of another. Um, well, uh, Stephen King on writing. Uh, it's a very good book if you want to get some, uh, you know, nifty tricks on how to get down to writing. Uh, one one which that. I one which I picked out is uh, writing, uh, did he say, something like two hours every morning before you do everything else? Seems like a very small quantity of time, but you know, if you put it together over time, you'll find that you've put some serious work down. So I would recommend that one too.
0: That raises a very, very important, interesting question also for me, because I, um, I, I like to ask this question to people who write. What's your yeah. writing process like? Because like Stephen King, has to write, like he gives himself a 2000 um, word, I think it's 2000 words um, Mm. target for the day and he must hit it. That's like just his writing goal for the day. And I think, Mm. I think that theoretically speaking, it seems like if I write for two hours, it's gonna be fine. But some days for me personally, I just don't like, I have the idea, I, I cannot, put it into words right like it's (laughs) not gonna come out and like also considering i'm a student and i have a job Mm. where Mm. do you find the time i also procrastinate a lot so i will own up to that but like Mm. what's your writing process what does your writing process looks like look like sorry because mine just does not look like stephen king's
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i i think you can't really try to be like stephen king you have to find you know, something that works for you personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, I try to I try to r- do writing before I do anything else. So that means I do it very early in the morning, around 6 a.m. And then I write up to about uh, maybe two or three hours. It doesn't matter if I've written one word or 1,000 words. I just make sure I'm on the laptop for those first hours okay. when I'm still fresh. And then, yeah, then I can... Close the laptop and do other things, which are awake. Yeah, so just basically putting those two hours aside just for writing, nothing else.
0: Um, it's just impressive that you're awake at six in the morning, cause it <laughs> just couldn't be me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. I won't pretend like it's easy, but I enjoy writing. So when I get up and I think I get to write, I get excited and you know I get out of bed.
0: <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. I i actually want like i want to talk to you and i have a friend called uh samuel muhindo he's a journalist i don't know if you've mm. come across any of his work but he's a journalist and he has some very interesting ideas and i just thought about him and we we're talking mm. about like uh the writing process and i would also really like to hear what his process is like because like everyone's like and I, sometimes i feel lacking in this way mm. uh, where i'm like i consider myself an artist but i i'm very sporadic about the way that i I create art like mm. i go through phases where all i do is write and write and write and write mm. and write and then i go through periods of like six months where i think about things i have ideas and mm. i just don't do anything with them i don't write but when i get in the headspace i will even write for 45 minutes straight and i'll have like a thousand words and i'm like okay mm. cool and take a break. <laughs> For however long until I, I get in the mood again. So when people are like, "Oh, I'm writing consistently," I'm just like, mm, "Am I a real <laughs> artist?" Because I don't constantly create art. <laughs> but yeah, um, you you are
1: you are uh, I think a, a real artist would be someone who creates art. Period. Whether you you've created one piece in fifteen years, you're still an artist. I don't uh, think it has anything to do with consistency. Consistency is just about output, you know, like, for for example, for me, I want to get unquenchable out by the end of, by at least the middle of next year, so I know I have to hit that target, so okay. I need to put in the work, yeah, but, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm better than you, <laughs> because I'm writing every day.
0: That's, yeah. okay. yeah, that's fair, that, like, that makes yeah. sense to me, and yeah. um, I really appreciated, I told you that um, I was reading Nishka by Jordan Abel, I think we talked about yes. it a little bit, And um, someone asked him, like, what's your writing process like? And he's like, I honestly write, like, four weeks out of the entire year. And that's, like, the one thing that I related to, like, Mm. immediately. I was like, oh, my God, finally someone who doesn't write every day. (laughs) Because I'm like, is something wrong with me? Like, am I just, like, not good at writing at all? But, like, I Mm. can't constantly create something. And he's like, yeah, like. I, you know, just go like and, and live life and experience life and whatever, and then I just write for a short amount of time and I get it done. Mm. And I I think that that's maybe the, the kind of process that I relate to the most.
1: Mm. Yeah, because because in the end you actually have to go up. You won't that's, be writing yeah. all the time. <laughs> that's
0: true. Because yeah. what, are you,
1: gonna you
0: what are you going to write about if you don't? What are you going to write about? True, true. <laughs> if you're not living life, what are you? Nothing's changing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to recommend a book of poems to you. Okay. Diving into the Wreck. It's by Adrian Rich.
1: Diving into the Wreck? Yes. By? Adrian Rich. Adrian Rich.
0: Yes. I will send you a picture of the book after. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, I think that right now, currently, I'm just in a place where... I can appreciate good poetry, but I can't really engage with it because I don't know. I, I go through seasons where there's certain things I can't consume, and mm-hmm. I think that I, my mind is kind of warped from consistently looking and in, looking into theater. I'm just like broken. Okay. So, but they're really, sense. really good sense. poems.
1: Yeah, I will take it um, out. I'll take it out.
0: Okay, great. Mm. Is there anything else you would like to talk to? Or about, my brain's broken.
1: (laughs) (laughs) um, Not really, unless you have anything off the top of your head.
0: I think think that's it for me, honestly. Mm. I I think that's all the ground that I wanted to cover, is like, what's your journey been like? What are you working on? And those were the two top things. As always, mm. it's really nice to pick your brain. And like, I would totally nerd out about freaking TV shows and books with you. But like, I don't know if people would want to hear about that. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: We should probably do it next time if they consent.
0: Yeah, of course. I would totally <laughs> be done for that. Oh, I have one more question, actually. Um, right. um I, I know that I was reading your website and you said you would want to get the book out there. Like more on like different platforms. Yes. Um, what other platforms would you? First of all, where is it available? And um, I know where it is, but like tell people. Um, I know where it's available, but like where is it available? Where would you like? Where Where would you like for it to be? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Okay. Uh, rock bottom and up by Origi Akatwijuca. Yeah, and uh, where I would like it to be, <laughs> um, I don't really know. Honestly, I'm not very, I'm not very knowledgeable with all the other websites that are not Amazon.
0: Fair. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the poetic answer I can give you is that where I want it to be is in everyone's hands. That's where I want it to be.
0: That where is fair. I will say, <laughs> however, I don't know if other people have had this experience. Um, I don't think it's available as. I think it okay, maybe it is. I just can't access it as a Kindle. I don't know why. I can't. I'm not sure. It might be like settings with my location and stuff, but
1: okay. Like when you click it, when you click it, what happens?
0: Oh, it just says this is not available for you.
1: (laughs) Wow. In in North America.
0: Apparently, yes.
1: That's that's weird because I mean. If it's not available there, then where is it available?
0: I I think that maybe my thing might be glitching.
1: <laughs> All right. Maybe. <laughs> Although I've heard, people, I've heard people have got it, so I don't know, maybe it's your device.
0: Yeah, maybe. I um, mm. I To be fair, the one device that I use to read books, which is not very often because I prefer to have my books in hard copy. Um, mm. So, you know, when my parents are coming to visit, please give them a book so they can bring it. So I have a hard copy. Because <laughs> right, right. I really like the color art. <laughs> um, I use uh, my tablet and I have not charged my tablet in at least six months. <laughs> it's just sitting in so, my room. So you don't
1: use it that much?
0: I don't, know. I, mm. I got it because of school online in 2020 and then... Uh, after that I was like eh, I don't really need it because when I go to class I just take a book <laughs> so yeah,
1: yeah so, okay, well, I, so yeah, yeah
0: you go
1: I, I I'm just hoping that uh, you're the way the way you're not able to access that book I'm just hoping that many other people are not having that same problem because that would be very bad for me I, um, at least I hope the they can give some
0: problems. I, I feel like if I feel like if I'm the only person that's complained so far, mm. then it might just be me. Mm. Um but yeah, I think you would have heard. It's been a year. Yeah. I think you think someone would have said <laughs> something.
1: Someone would have said
0: something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it was really lovely talking to you. It's always so like fun you. <laughs> yeah i feel like we should do this more often or maybe just record our nerding out that we usually do uh very we should, we should. <laughs> okay well this nice. Right. So, yeah um, so I, am made. i
1: allowed to say am i allowed to say good night or good afternoon to you
0: <laughs> good afternoon for me it's one twelve p.m
1: <laughs> it's nine ten p.m over here <laughs>
0: Okay, so I'll say goodnight to you. You say good afternoon to me, and you know, the world keeps moving All around right. unless you're a flat or something.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Okay. Well, um,
1: good night to you then. No, wait. No, good afternoon <laughs> to you.
0: <laughs> and good night to you. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>
1: okay, bye.